What up, my guy? You hear me? Yes, I can. What's going on? Hey, just if my fan's too loud, you let me know, yeah? All right, I'm not hearing anything right now. Sick. What's going All on, right. bud? What's going on? How are you going? I'm doing good. Just got back from Austin for the weekend, for the 4th. Uh, like, I got back yesterday, actually. You know, just uh, getting hammered with the boys. Yeah, it looked like a good trip. Uh, it was fun. Uh, I, I was ready to come home by yesterday, so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go home. But uh, yeah. besides that, you know, I've been on leave for two weeks. I go back tomorrow, unfortunately, but I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah, ready to get back into the grind? Yeah, man. I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest. Yeah. Trying to keep it moving. How's it over there? Everything's going really well. Yeah, uh, weekend of just hanging out, drinking, doing mm-hmm. a lot, of, a lot of the same, eating way too much food. And yeah. my uh, grandfather's 89th birthday today. She Jeez. went over the over to Swanee Drive, hung out with all all the old people. I haven't seen in like two years, so it's like I've seen uh, my grandparents yeah. obviously, but it's like my like my great uncle and like just people like that that you don't see very often that I haven't seen in like two years. So. Interesting to catch up and tell everybody the same stuff. What's new with you? I say the same thing every time. House yeah. dog, house dog, house dog. <laughs> so easy. You, yeah. you got the same thing. You have literally the same answer. Yeah, man. Yeah. There, there ain't anything else. It's just well, house, like every time I like, house dog. Every time I see someone, they're like, "Hey, man, how's the house?" I'm like, "It's good, dude." Yep. Like, how how's Chewy? He's big as fuck now. I mean, like, what, what do you want me to say now? Like, he's just yep. a retard. Yeah, you got it's such easy conversations. I did that all day today. House dog, house dog, house dog. I'm I'm kind of glad I'm not near a lot of old people. I gotta <laughs> give you know the same monotonous answer oh, yeah. over and over oh, again. Yeah, that's just how it goes at this point. But how many pounds is Chewy now, dude? He's he's almost forty. Really? He Jeez. he's a big retard, dude. Can't stand it. How big are you expect him to get? So you know a male, a well like a good in shape Australian Shepherd male get to like 75, 80 pounds. Wow. Yeah, so he's got a lot more to go. And it looks like he's got, like, people are like, oh, my God, he got skinnier. I'm like, I don't think so. His hair stopped growing, and he just keeps growing, which makes him thinner, obviously. Yeah. But he's going to get, you know, I leave for Vegas in about a week, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 10 days for a TDY. And I'm going to get back, and he's going to be, like, 50 pounds already. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> it's going to be weird, though. You're going to see it. See, that's the thing. Like, when you're with the dog all the time, you don't see the growth. But when yeah. you leave and then you come back, that's when you see it. So, like, when T. Smith or one of those guys comes over who hasn't seen him, seen her in a while, they're like, uh-huh. wow, Jeez. she grew. I'm like, yeah, not yeah. really. doesn't feel like it. But I've been doing a monthly progress pick. You know, people in the gym be doing the progress picks. Oh, yeah. And I'm doing it with my boy Chewy. Every, every month, he's getting huge, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's cool to see. It's cool to have, have the little thing depend on you and everything like that. It's fun. He, I like it. he just, it's a little too much now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he knows for sure I'm the alpha of this house, right? You know, I have like three other dogs, well, two other dogs in the house and three other people. And, um, he knows for sure, like I'm the guy, right? And this boy won't leave me alone. He's right here. Just laying next to me mm-hmm. on the corner of my bed, just looking at me. and like, Dude. he's your guy. Well, did you feed him yet? Oh yeah. He eats twice a day. Just gave him a treat with a little peanut butter. Oh yeah. In the conch or do you just give straight peanut butter and so my buddy runs a dog treat business yep. so it's like an organic tree i just dip some peanut butter and then just let him have that that sounds pretty sweet yes yeah, like that a little discount you know because yeah it's good good to know somebody yeah it's about who you know you know what i'm saying yeah that's all the world is that's all this world is all right you want to talk some foosball it's been a while dude yeah i know yeah i've been kind of holding off just 
this league is kind of stagnant, so there's a time to ramp it back up, and I think it's July, so that works. This is the July, first dude. week, so it makes sense. Yeah, um, dude. Just uh, that other league. Oh, I just, that that was uh, people who don't know. We, we did a what twenty seven round dynasty startup draft. Yeah, it was it was a long draft. How many days did that take? Uh, took I think seventeen days. It ended up taking. That was the worst. Yeah, if you didn't take twenty three hours, it would have been a little better. Well, here's the thing. After a while, I muted it because like I'm sick of the fucking the eyes. Right? I kept getting a fucking. Bunch of messages, just eyes, 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 eyes. I mean, <laughs> hey, Cam, it's your, it's your pick. And it's another guy, hey, pick, it's your pick. I'm like, oh. I'm sick of it. So I, I muted it for a while, and then I kept forgetting because this guy didn't 20th round. I'm like, why does it even fucking matter? Yeah. Well, your team stinks anyway, so it doesn't really matter for you. It matters See, for the rest of us. I was looking at yours the other day, and I thought you stunk, so. Yeah, what else is new? I got my guys. I'm happy. Kid kid has just rookie running backs, which we can talk about for the next couple hours. Yeah. We can literally talk about your dynasty team in another league because that's all you did. But, hey, teach your own. Get your guys. We all know that. I planned on getting Montgomery on one pick, and Pap stole him. And then oh, another guy I went to get, but someone else took him right before me. I'm like, God damn it. All right, I'm just going to roll with some rookies for now. Oh, Stack yeah. up on wide receiver, which I did. Hey. Everybody has their own plan. Yeah. Just yeah. like this league. So, yeah, let's uh, start talking about some rookies. We can go through, I guess, we can go positionally because I feel like that's the easiest way to do it. Go uh-huh. QB, running back, and talk about draft spots and everything like that. You want to start it off like that? Yeah, man. I'm down. So, start with yeah. QBs. Yeah, so we got the three easy guys. They went exactly where everybody expected to. So, we're going to start off. I'll let you talk about your boy, Lawrence, for a little bit and what he's going to look like in Jacksonville. I love it. Obviously, with two pretty good running backs now, you know, everyone, you know, the rave about Trevor Lawrence, you know, at the goal line, he takes a lot of carries and it's a lot of, you know, a lot of scores, kind of like Deshaun Watson was doing for a while. Um, I mean, w- w- what can you say about Trevor Lawrence? He's got speed, good arm, he's smart. Hopefully, he stays healthy. I mean, but he had COVID in college. That's it, right? So he missed a few starts. Um, hey, we all knew it was coming. I love Trevor Lawrence, you know. Oh, yeah. We'll give him a few years to see. You got to get some more weapons around him because, you know, DJ Chuck stinks. Uh, Marvin Jones is okay. I picked him up in the other dynasty league. And, uh, you know, maybe next year in the draft they try to get him, you know, some more weapons, maybe a solid tight end. You know, in, in Jacksonville, you could be looking at it in like three, four years, especially with Urban Meyer, good quarterback. Might be a top team, like top team in the league. Yeah, you you expect next year their main focus is going to be to get him a true number one. Because yeah. you also have Chanel over there who you didn't talk about, who's going to be more of their gadget guy. I think he's going to be able to do a little bit of everything. Marvin Jones has been the most underrated player the last like six or seven years. He just goes out and does his thing. And DJ Chark had a really good year, then a really bad year. And Urban Meyer actually came out and saying like, yeah, he has to step it up. So Urban Meyer was talking directly at Chark. But Urban Meyer also has just made some crazy, crazy um, just talking points. Like yeah. We're, we're going to get into ETN a little bit, but he called ETN a third down back. Just and, a third down back. He called <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. He said, yeah, he's going to have to fight for a job. No like, chance. Come on, guy. Come There's on. no chance that happens. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know. I think when, you know, with all sports, I think coaching really matters. It's really underrated. And Urban Meyer showed he's a, you know, he comes in the league. I, you know, I think he's already a top fifteen coach in the league, easily, right? 
it's tough. That transition from college to the pros does not work for everybody, so we'll see. He's going to have to figure it out really quick because he's going to have some pros like Marvin Jones who have been in the year in the league for, what, 12 years now? Yeah, it's been a while. 10, 12 years, so he's going to know his ropes. He's not going to need Urban Meyer yelling at him like he's Trevor Lawrence, like he's a college kid, so he's going to have some pros. It's going to help that he's going to a younger team like Absolutely. this, so he's going to have a lot of those guys he can coach up like that, but yeah, they need a tight end. They need a little more weapons for him, but they'll get there. I think if anything, you know, the two guys we're going to talk about today with Jacksonville, I think it helps, you know, yep. Trevor and our boy Travis Etienne the most with Urban Meyer. And then another quarterback who needs weapons is Zach Wilson going pick two. The boy out of BYU, the pretty boy, everybody's uh, favorite. He, he looked like he fit the New York mold, and he's going to go there. And right now, their wide receiver core is looking lackluster, and their running back core is looking lackluster, and their tight end core, sorry, Jabers, stinks. <laughs> it's not his year. I know you've said it the last three years just because you keep reading that same guy on Twitter, but I don't know. I'm just – I like Wilson. I think he's going to be somebody, but I think it's going to take a while for that team to fully get around him. I'm, I'm really just – I'm done with Jets quarterbacks. I was, like the past few have just been – lackluster uh, i mean if you know if what's his name sam donald goes you know carolina you know pimps out it's obviously it's not a jets problem it's more of a coaching problem which you know gase really wasn't you know meant to be a head coach i guess right um thanks peyton yeah thanks peyton Manning. you made me about 50 million dollars <laughs> um I, I love the picture of zach wilson at the draft all these like these men right Oh yeah, these big dudes, and then he's there, just hey, I play football. But Straight uh, out of BYU, hey, but you know, big arm, raw prospect. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, they got Elijah Moore, who's apparently been pretty good in you know rookie camp, whatever. Yep. But uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not drafting Zach Wills. They got Corey Davis, which is going to help him out, but I still think they're missing. Just another another one of those teams. You got a quarterback early, so you couldn't get a wide receiver. So I think he's going to struggle year one. And like you said, he's not really going to be – he's going to be a nice third-round draft pick to somebody this year that you're going to sit on your bench. Yeah. What kind of sucks for him is with all of his raw talent, and we're going to talk about Trey Lance next, who's also raw talent, you want those guys to sit for a little bit. But do the Jets have anybody else that's going to compete with Wilson? Or I'm pretty sure Wilson's just day one like Lawrence. He should be because I'm pretty sure I saw a stat like a month ago saying all the quarterbacks in the Jets have started zero NFL games. Yeah, zero. that's awesome. That's going to be great for an organization like that. Yeah. Omo Salah. Yeah, hey, if he changed the culture there, go to the Jets, man. Like, <coughs> sorry. He's also really good for 49ers, right? He came in, defensive coordinator. They, yeah. You know, we're probably the top defense in the league, probably the top team in the league. That year, you know, obviously injuries happen, so, you know, stuff happens. But, uh, yeah, you know, culture is, you know, big thing. We just talked about it with with uh, Urban Meyer. Uh, let's see what happens. We were talking about underrated receivers, how Marvin Jones is an underrated receiver, the most underrated receiver, just got a new quarterback. Allen Robinson just got oh. Justin Fields, and that is going to be awesome. Good yeah. for him. I, uh, you know, letting giving Colin Allen Robinson for a second round pick about three years ago doesn't really look good anymore. <laughs> but you know, I'll take it. 
you know, I, I've been waiting for the Bears. I've I've loved the Bears roster for I don't know four, three or four years now. Now they got a guy, right? Trubisky, obviously, butt cheeks, can't do yep. too much. Um, just, just I don't know, just that was a wasted pick. They wasted years of that roster because what, twenty eighteen, won ten games, I think. That was a super good team, man, and they should have beat the Eagles, obviously, in the playoffs. They didn't <laughs> um, get a kicker. I just, I think Justin Fields gonna come in. I, I don't know if he's gonna start day one because Andy fucking Dalton, whatever. Um, it's crazy that Andy Dalton can hold somebody back at this point in his career. He was terrible with the Cowboys last year. He gets a tweet saying he's QB one, and then they draft Justin Fields. <laughs> it was hilarious. That is straight up spitting in his face, stealing his shoes, saying, "You know, what, you're a guy. You know, what, you're a guy for about four games." And then you're out. Yeah, yeah. He he just got another contract. Good for Dalton. He yeah. gets to p- be paid more for. You get to just uh, hang out and watch Justin go for the next couple of years. He get, but it's two completely different offenses, so it's going to be weird seeing Dalton in there and then Fields in there. Yeah, I don't know. Matt Nagy. You know he was, you know, very interesting coaching Ooh, prospect yeah. when he got the job, and I I can see you know if they run this offense they're running with Trubisky. This offense can have a lot of success. Personally, that's why I think they don't have a lot of weapons. They got Montgomery. They got Allen Robinson. Your what's your boy's name? The other guy receiver there. Uh, Anthony Miller is now dead to me. The new guy is Darnell Mooney. But Darnell Mooney. Going. Okay, Darnell Mooney. <laughs> and uh, what Komet? So they got you know they yeah got Cole Komet's gonna be good. And he has Jimmy Graham. So Jimmy Graham's still on the roster. He might get cut. Mm-hmm. Who had a decent year last year? Who they just have all the tight ends, but it should be Komet's. Um, his turn spot so yeah good for fields he's gonna have that rushing upsides which is exactly what you want from your quarterbacks nowadays so he's gonna have that and i kind of skipped over trey lance there so we can go back to the other guy who has he's uh has a rushing upsides of field and is as raw as wilson so trey lance went pick three which is still crazy and san francisco just did the little thing where they didn't tell anybody up until the last day people still thought it could have been mac jones that was going pick three and it was Awesome to see that afterwards, Shanahan pretty much said, yeah, yeah, I didn't tell anybody. I did not want anybody to know. I did not want this out. He just he likes to play head games. He's just a weird dude. I mean, the, the, this is going to be like that pick in this draft where it's either going to just destroy the 49ers for the next, you know, six years or whatever it was. Um, or it's going to just pay off unbelievably. Straight Lance. You know, despite what you know, the division he played in college looks really good, right? And you know, the the combine, the combine with the uh, the pro day work looks really good. You know, it's just NFL is a lot faster than what, well, whatever division he played in college was it? I don't, I don't know what's called. Consider the FCS is the D one double A. It's it's going to be very fast, which obviously I don't think he'll play the first. I don't know how many games because Jimmy's still there. Jimmy's still getting paid. That yeah. Garoppolo has a ridiculous contract, which is one of the other big issues with them right now is they're paying Jimmy that much, and they can't really get away from it because nobody's going to trade for that. No one wants to trade for a quarterback who just got injured. Yeah, really, he keeps getting injured. And really hasn't produced a whole lot because the year they went to the Super Bowl, think about it, they were running the crap out of the ball that year. The best rush, rushing scheme possible in that defense was phenomenal. 
it was just like that was old school football that 49ers that year. Yeah. And Jimmy was perfect for that system because he didn't have to, you know, sling it a lot. He was throwing, you know, 15 yard outs to Debo and into to Kittle, and that's about it. And if that's what you need, you know, good for y'all, right? But at a certain point, you know, if the 49ers threw nine games, I don't know when their buy is, right? You know, they if they lose six, they lose five. Do you think about going to them? Oh, they're gonna, the fans are going to be asking for them real quick. The second Jimmy messes up, they're going to be asking for him because you use that high of a pick on them. Mm-hmm. They trade. They traded up to get him. They wanted to get their guy. They traded up before they even saw his pro day, which was still crazy and like stuff like that. So they knew they wanted him, but you can't start him week one. They're not. You might not see him all year, is what I'm thinking because he hasn't played a game. He played one game last year. The year before that was his only time starting. He's only played like 17 games in his career. Yeah, which is crazy. Some of these college guys have played. 40, 50, like he's played 17. Like this is definition of raw. The dude can run though. It's cool to watch him. Yeah, he's a brick shit house for sure. I mean, do you do you think this might end up being like a Jordan Love situation where, you know, it's the extra motivation and Aaron Rodgers just has an unbelievable season? And now yeah, I don't it's think Aaron Rodgers is even close to Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of talent or what he has going on there. I think Lance is going to take over. Absolutely, but like we'll say this right through nine games. They win seven. You You're st- not go, yeah. You stay with Garoppolo, right? Lance is sitting on the bench all year if that's what's happening. That's what I think. Yep. I mean, he's not going to win MVP. I'm not going to say that. 6'4", 225. That's the uh, new quarterback. That's, yeah. what, that's that, what people are looking for. Today, we call that a running back, sir. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last up, nice I got guy. Mac Jones for you. So, Pat's head... Stayed pat, stayed pat, stayed pat. I wanted them to trade up for field so bad. That whole draft, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, he's falling, he's falling, he's falling. The Bears trade up, take him. The Patriots just stayed put and got Mac Jones, who did everything you could possibly ask at Alabama, but I still don't know if I like him. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's not today's quarterback, right? Yep. I'm not going to say because he's white and just kind of kind of thick, right? Um but he got he got a, he got a decent arm. Also, he had some really good receivers in Alabama. You know, also Delonte wins Heisman. Uh, Waddle didn't even play this year, really, but good running back, right? It's hard. It's hard to project a guy like that. You know, he won what, what he won the like award this year for like the best quarterback, I think, right? Because um, he didn't throw in a lot of interceptions, threw a lot of touchdowns. Same time, I think that's because of Devonte Smith. But, you know, Alabama is sort of a pro-style offense. I think Bill Belichick, if anyone can fix that guy and make adjustments. I think, you know, Cam Newton starts probably 10 games this year, right? I think that offense is going to be just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So whether if you have Newton or Mac Jones in, it's not going to make too much of a difference. But Mm -hmm. I think Jones will really help out with those tight ends. I think that's where – because those are going to be easy first reads. You're going to have Henry. Well, you're going to have Henry running the short routes. John running the seam. It's going to really help out Mac Jones because he does not have a great, not great. He does not even have a decent wide receiver one on the outside. No. So it's going to really help having those two top ten tight ends if they're by themselves. But so 
putting those two together will help him once he finally does get in the game. Yeah, I think, so, I think they're, right. they're like wide receiver one right now. Obviously, Edelman's gone. R.I.P. Aguilar right now. Nelson Aguilar, who had a pretty good season last year. Very good season, but he just runs go routes, and Newton's not going to be able to throw it that far. Yeah, Newton's arm at this point is just a pool noodle. Yep. It's garbage. It's a little better than Peyton Manning's last year, which was absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Uh, but no, I like Mac Jones. So when we're talking those five quarterbacks, I think now we're talking fantasy-wise. I think Lawrence you're going to see late – could creep into late first, but definitely no later than the early second I have for him. And then everybody else I have as early as late second or third. But I think that all, all five of them will get drafted. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think I think um, Wilson and Jones going to third for sure. I think the other two guys, Lance and Fields, go, you know, mid they, to late second. They creep into the second. I agree with that. And then Trevor Lawrence, like you said, I don't see anyone taking the first round first round pick unless someone, you know, really needs a quarterback. You got to think about, like, in this league, we're a one-quarterback league. Everyone's got a few quarterbacks, right? Yep. So I don't foresee anyone wasting on a first-round pick. If you do, I'm not going to judge you. You know, Trevor Lawrence is like a – is one of the best prospects we've seen in a long time. Yep. So, go for All it. Right, question for you: Will he break the record? So, earliest drafted quarterback in our history is pick twelve, over under twelve. Under. All right, all right, I like it. All right, let's move on to the running backs. With pick one hundred and one, Chris Pickering picks Najee Harris. Absolutely. Pick, round one, pick twenty-four. That was the spot that everybody wanted him to go. Uh-huh. So every single analyst, every single fan, like usually fans don't get what they want. And every fan said, I want Najee. I want Najee. I want Najee. And they got Najee. So that's could not be a better landing spot for him. He's going in there day one with, can I say no competition? Or is that just mean to Benny Snell and everybody else there? I think I'm going to say no competition. No competition. He's, gonna, he's walking in there as a three down back, which is awesome to see. You don't see that very often. And he's the only guy in this class that's walking in two or three down. Like, he is the one-on-one stamp. It's just – Just easy. I, I saw – I listened to a podcast like a month ago, and something about that specific pick and running back's pick there scared the living shit out of me. Oh, no. It was like – I don't remember their names. I, I'll do some research. I'll put it in the group chat or something. But, like, all of them became, like, just – Absolute bust besides Rashard, like Rashard Mendenhall, who wasn't really a super bust. He had a few good years there in, in Pittsburgh, too. But uh, hopefully this guy breaks the cycle a little bit. Um, out of those guys, I, I looked at their like their college career and whatnot. Like, they didn't really have as much as Najee Harris did. Najee Harris, I think, is going one in every draft for Dynasty, right? Um, unless they really need a receiver and go Jamar. He's going to go in there, demand 18 touches a game, which I'm excited about. I could use on my team. For a rookie, you can't you can't get much better than that, which is awesome to see. Who do you, so, do you think – I don't really expect him to have like a Saquon year, his rookie year. You know, if you know, the full boy gets 1,500 yards total, I'm not just saying on the ground, you know, eight touchdowns. That's like high end RB one, right? Or low end? 
Yeah, it's a low end RB one, and that's a that's a beautiful season if you t- if you ask me. Absolutely, if you're getting eight touchdowns, putting up fifteen hundred yards, and just the only thing you have to worry about is how bad that O line is. Awful. They're they're gonna be able to throw the ball. That O line's gonna be real bad. He might have a better O line at Alabama than he does right now with Pittsburgh, but they know that's their problem. So I, I'm assuming there's gonna be some uh, little acquisitions you're gonna see over the next couple months. You really it's you, cr- crazy to see what they've done. You really just gotta hope you know Big Ben turns it up. If they can have the season like the first half of the season last year, the Steelers they're running the ball a lot, right? Yeah. And then they stopped, and that's when they got so bad because. <laughs> People are just figuring out, oh, they're going to throw the ball all the time. Claypool's a brand-new guy. Juju's still pretty good. And the other guy, I keep getting his name. Um, Gianta. Gianta, yeah. And um, James, my boy James, too. Don't forget about him. Um, nah, forget about him. <laughs> um, yeah, they got to stick with the run game. I think, you know, Steelers have always been a running team for the most part. They're, That's our identity. Their identity is a running team. Yeah. If they stick with the run, they're, they're a better team. So, Give my boy Najee a bunch of carries. He's starting week one, boys. Let's go. I <laughs> love to hear it. It's official. Chris Pickering. So now what? Is Evan Pap on the clock at pick two? Absolutely. I think so. Yep. I think I think it's official. All right. Nice Un- to hear. Unless unless he gets hurt in training camp. I'm not gonna <laughs> yep. split. We, we get a late draft for a reason. Yeah, exactly. All right. Next up, I wanna I wanna preface this with saying for anybody that li- listened to our pre-draft prod- podcast. Pat made an absolutely outlandish pick. At pick 25, he said Travis Etienne to the Jaguars. Me and Jabers laughed at him. <laughs> you can go back on that podcast and me and Jabers laughed at Pap, but pick 25 came around. Pap was, I believe, in Germany at the point. He woke up in the early morning to watch it with us, and he just had the biggest smirk on his face, and I can, I'll see it until I die, I swear. But good for him. Travis Etienne went pick 25 to the Jaguars, and Bulls, I'm just so so sorry that James Robinson Killer dude. He's not dead, but he's dead. Sorry. He, he's gonna be dead in a year. Yep, by, exactly. By the time like next year comes, this day, no one's gonna give a fuck about James Robinson. Unless they you know they can get probably like a third round pick next year out of him. <laughs> Something like that. Um oh. I don't know. I think he's not even guaranteed a contract next year. It's it's gonna be uh Tough for him, which sucks because, like, you know, you what do you rush for this year? He's top five, right? <laughs> One of the best, the best undrafted pre agent rookie uh, running back of all time, which is crazy. And then, and then they draft a guy in the first round. <laughs> I, I can't like fathom how you'd feel. All to... that thing is that Urban Meyer doesn't care about him. Yeah, you know that Urban Meyer coach speak has come out and said, like, yeah, James Robinson, him and Carlos Hyde are going to be our one two punch. And, ETN's going to be a third down back. Like, no, you didn't just use one of your two first-round picks on a third down back. Shut up, and you're not going to play Carlos Hyde. Like, let's let's not even go that far. But yeah. I just feel bad for Robinson because Urban Meyer pretty much showed him with using a first-round pick on a running back that he didn't believe in him with something in the tape or something somewhere. Because with that many holes to fill, he went running back. How – what do you expect out of ETN this year? I think ETN's going to get hurt. Touchdown wise, but that Jaguars team's defense is so bad. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna put up probably seventy targets, eighty targets, sixty catches. He's gonna be really really good through the air, and he'll do what he does on the in the run game if they're running that same type of offense. So I think he'll do. I think he'll end up with a thousand all-purpose yards, maybe twelve hundred, 
eight touchdowns, but I think a lot of them is going to come through the air. Damn, dude. That's, what are you thinking? That's pretty high expectations, but, like, I agree. I think, like, you know, around 900 to, like, 1,100 yards. I th- I don't really think the touchdown is going to be a lot for him this year. I think he's going to break off, like, three or four, like, I don't know, four yarders or something like that. Cause that's that, what he's good at. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's before the draft happened, you know, I was looking at, you know, prospects, find number three pick. And I was looking at, you know, a few guys, especially Etienne, because I assume Evan's going to take Jamar Chase at number two. Um, I assume because you probably should. And uh, it, it scares me a little bit for the Jacks for like year one. I really don't need another running back number three. You know what? I, I might. But can have you to. pass up on that talent? I don't. That's th- the I don't question. think so. I don't think so. Because yeah. this guy's a blue chip, fantastic. He is college quarterback. You don't get that yeah. a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. So when all else fails for Lawrence, that's why I think he's going to have as many targets as he does. When mm-hmm. all else fails, what has he done his whole career? Oh, Dump. I can give it to Etn. I can give it to Etn. Dump it all. He turns and guess who's still there? Etn. That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool that they're going to be able to do that. So I think he's going to have a good year. It's going to hurt Robinson. It's going to help the run game, but they're another team that needs to figure out their defense, which will help fantasy-wise, but oh, I feel like the Jaguars are going to be bad again in picking a top. They're going to pick a DN that pick like four next year is what I'm thinking. Classic. Or corner or something like that. Uh-huh. They're going to just be bad again, but hey, that's what they want. That's how you build. That's right. Next up, we got Javante Williams, who could have went to so many better situations. Yeah. So many situations that could have like done something for him. The Jets were supposed to pick at right at the beginning of the second round. There was a couple other there was Jets. Oh, who else? Oh, Dolphins. There was a couple teams that I was like, yes. If Javante Williams goes there, I'm all in. I'm taking him everywhere. Then he went to Chris's Broncos. What do you think about Javante as a Broncos fan and as a fantasy fan? Well, I, th- I still think Melvin's got some stuff in the tank. Obviously, I think that's the issue. He took a year and a half off, right? Or was it just half year? I don't remember. But, uh, you know, the, he can still do a lot on the ground. The Broncos were pretty bad last year, and he still put up, what, I think a top 16 season? I don't know exactly for sure, but, like, you know, if, Mel- if I start Melvin Gordon in the second round of the playoffs last year, I have a whole different outcome. When it comes to the fantasy playoffs, because I probably win that 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 uh that week. He had over a thousand all-purpose yards. He had almost twelve hundred, and he had ten total touchdowns. So, good season. That's a really good season. I barely yeah. played him, which kind of sucked. I mean, I played him a lot for the first like half of the season because Saquon was out. Um, but Javante Williams, you know, you look at the tape; it's a little the same. He's a little slower. Oh, probably not anymore, but. Probably a little worse on the on the in the, through the air, but a little better on the ground now. Uh, I I just feel like because the fucking DUI situation, they're gonna cut Melvin Gordon, and Javante is probably gonna start Week One. If Melvin Gordon gets cut before our draft, Javante, in my mind, is pick three. I have yeah. him over Etn if that's the case, because I think. I think the biggest worry with Javante right now is not his talent because a lot of people had him with ETN above ETN right like right there. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest question at that point is is he going to be splitting with Gordon? Are you wasting a full year 
with these running backs, you can't really waste time. Wide receivers, it's fine to put away because their their window is a lot bigger. Yeah, these running backs have a three year window, and then you got to move them and keep flipping. But oh, if he if he sits for a year, which if Melvin's there, it's going to be splits. It's going to be annoying to start him. You're never going to know when you're supposed to because I don't know if that offense is going to be good. I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater fan, not a Lock fan. If uh-huh. Rogers goes there, to the moon. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> um. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I mean, I said, you know, the Broncos are in the market for him and Deshaun Watson. I don't really know what's going to happen. Let me ask you this. If they don't cut Melvin Gordon, where does to go, you think? I think he's still a top five or six pick. I think he has to be. I, I think I probably – I know Jabers likes him a lot. Is Jimbo pick at four, right? I think he's at four. No, Evan is, right? I don't know. I th- I know Jimbo likes him. Honestly, if <sighs> I think right I th- now it goes yourself, Pat, yourself, Jabers, and then yourself again. Yeah. So I think he'll be gone by the five or six. Yeah, I think six is the the last spot we'll see him there for sure. I think he has he was too good of a running back. I think with only there was only three running backs taken in the top two rounds, and statistically. Any running backs taken after that don't do as well. Yep. Third round running backs are okay, but once you get into a day three running back, they could. Ooh. Your fourth round could hit just as easy as your sixth round could hit, as easy as your undrafted. Once you hit, once you get out of those first two days, honestly, running backs, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, it's, it's like the. It's what makes fantasy so exciting, because, you have these running backs, who the first three years of their life, and you gotta get them fast because. They produced like a lot on your team, right? Even though this whole stigma of running backs aren't worth a lot draft wise, you you know, you play a game in the NFL, these guys are worth a lot. They block, they do the dirty work on the ground. I'm like and they you end up having to just say, Fuck this guy, let's get a new one three years later. Yeah, exactly. Just keep it moving, especially like a guy like Melvin Gordon. It's crazy, crazy to see. And then you talk about an even more crowded. We were saying Trevante versus Melvin. We can say Trace Herman versus the world because that running back situation is always so, so, so just. It's garbage. Yeah. And Shanahan doesn't care. That's the other issue. Shanahan will draft a guy in the third, get an undrafted guy, draft a guy in the sixth, and say, hey, whoever wants to win, I don't care. He has no reason to look at anybody different. That man probably hates fantasy. Oh, hates he it. hates Think about what he just did with all these draft guys. You think he he, he hates draft guys? Never mind fantasy guys. Two different realms. Yeah, and you know with with Trey Sermon, they picked what what's his name, Lodge Mitchell. In the sixth round, they did. Who I'm not really expecting to you know be better than Trey Sermon, but uh, they got a lot of guys there. You still got Mostert. You still got uh Wilson. He got hurt, but he got hurt, which he's gonna miss a lot of training camp, which will help Sermon out a lot. Yeah. But they also signed Wayne Gallman. I know Wayne Gallman's not great. He had a decent year last year um, when Saquon got injured. I he ended he up being pretty good year. running back like 30. So he had a pretty good year. But they signed him in free agency. So you wouldn't just go out there and get him. So how many running backs are they going to keep? And they still love Mostert. But that dude just can't stay healthy to save his life. I, I really needed Mostert last year. Um, if I had Mostert last year, man, shit would be different. I'm telling you. Damn. Yeah, we can all say that. We um, can all say that. 
What do you think about Trey Sermon as a prospect, though? Honestly, a lot of his production came the last three games this season. I'm not a big Sermon guy. I just don't think he fits this NFL, but uh-huh. I think he fits what San Francisco's doing. I think he hit in the right spot. I just don't know if he's somebody – he's somebody you're going to have to take late first, early second, but I don't know if he has that production in him. Uh-huh. That's what's scary about him because he's not going to be there past the – second because he's the next running back there's this is a really 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 weak running back class you have your three guys and then for me it's just a crapshoot like i was saying earlier so you're gonna have to take him earlier than you you would normally take him in any other given year is my thoughts on him because i'm just he's a six foot 215 that's not really what you're looking for right now i think i don't know if if Mostert goes down right if jeff wilson's still hurt and this offensive line's play on their mind. Trace Herman can win a guy a league this year. He can. Yep. It's super. It's just oh, it's stressful because like when I'm looking at like, you know, either trading up the late first or just staying in my early second. You know, I look at Trace Herman and I'm like, I really don't need a running back, but like this guy could, you know, if I have a year like last year, he could win me a league. Like kind of like Montgomery almost did last year, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he's a league – like, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that because Moster has injury concerns. Wilson is going to start off the year injured. So, right now, he's starting off as the RB2, RB3 on his team. If he jumps up to RB1, we've seen what San Francisco can produce. So, I wouldn't be surprised if – like that, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he just gets buried in the depth chart. It's so crazy yeah. because he went to a team where he doesn't care. They've showed that they played Raheem Moster, who is an undrafted free – seven-year-old like two years ago as it or yeah two years ago as a feature back it's weird you never know what shanahan's doing it's whoever it's it's super high risk to pick this guy and i don't really know if anyone's really worth you know considering this guy you know picking him especially first round so that'll be tough i think he's gonna go anywhere between as early pick eight as late pick like 12 or 13 i think that he's gonna have a camp in a preseason that's really going to show off. You're going to know right away yeah. before the season. If we're drafting late August, you're going to know if he's going to be the guy or if he's just another guy. I don't so, know. I don't know. I don't want another, like, Royce Freeman situation where I pick him the fifth. Ooh. Ah. Fucking. Player. All right. Next Damn up, it. we have. I don't want to talk about that. I don't, two-headed, I don't talk about it. two-headed backfield. So, in North Carolina, there was Javante Williams, and then there was Michael Carter. So, Michael Carter, 5'8", 201. Small running back. Tiny. That's just another backfield where who's the best running back? There really isn't any. So, Michael Carter. I'm not sure what his – what's his height? What's – I mean – it's kind of like, it, you know, Darren Sproles back in the day was a really good fantasy running back, right? Yep. Even, even as the RB2 behind, like, LT, and you play a little bit in the Saints. But, like, it's so hard to draft a guy like this because the intangibles besides, you know, he's pretty good, you know, dump it off on the flat kind of guy. But I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough one, especially in this team. So many just question marks in this team, 
And when you're talking about a sh- pretty short running back, pretty skinny guy, it's a uh, we're not we're not looking for that kind of guy, you know, in the in the first or second round. We're looking for bell cows here, and uh, he's not it. He's not it at all. And I, I think the issue with him is he doesn't have draft pedigree. No, fourth round really doesn't do much for you. So if this is their big hole, let's say that Wilson falls out. Let's say that Corey Davis. Let's say. Elijah Moore. Let's say the offense really goes and they just missing the running back. Why not take one of the next two rounds next year? I just feel like yeah, for sure. drafting somebody like him when they have they have Michael P. Ryan, not good. Tevin <laughs> Coleman, not good. But so this could be he does ball out. He could be the guy. I don't know. It's just he's in a tough spot because he's gonna have to beat some guys out to get on the field. And then what says a four and that's the Jets uh, just next year just go out and get a guy like Brees Hall, my guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see how early they're drafting next year. So I'm assuming it's gonna be early again. You wanna talk about Gainwell at all or it's kinda of the same thing? Oh, uh, we can talk we can talk a little bit. I just wanted to say, what do you think Michael Carter's range is? I'm thinking he is the epitome of a second round running back. Late second. You think late second? See, I think he's gonna I think he can jump up because he's – I think he's the last one of that tier. I think the first tier is Najee. I think the second tier is Etienne and Williams, and I think the third is Sermon and Carter. I know you might think Gainwell's there too. If you want to talk about your boy, you can. I really I really don't. I just yeah. – I, I really will talk about Gainwell a little bit. Gainwell's kind of the same thing, right? Um, except, you know, he goes to Philly. He's behind your boy. Um, Miles Sanders. He's a little. He's probably a little better through the air because he's a little more shiftier. Yep. Um, but it's, it's the same thing. He's small. You know, Gainwell did a lot more in college than Michael Carter did. Um, Gainwell was their whole team at Memphis. No, so coming just... into the draft, I had him as my number four running back, and that, that was just kind of me looking at what other rankers were doing and a lot of that. It's crazy yep. to see. Like when I was watching the draft, I'm like. All right, he didn't go. Maybe he's going to go in the third. All right, he didn't go in the third. Definitely going to go in the fourth with, like, Kenny Wangwu and Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson. Nope, didn't go in the fourth. All right. Oh, Chubba Hubbard went. Okay, he's going right now. He didn't go to the fifth round. Like, he got no pedigree, which is crazy after what a lot of people – some guys have, like, second and third round grades on him. Yeah, it's it's hard because, like, like we said about Carter, he's not really the guy you're looking for anymore. Yeah. Um Especially, you know, fantasy-wise. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, he's, what, RB2? Maybe RB even 3? I don't even know the depth chart that well. He'll, he'll be probably... I, I think I would pick Gainwell before I'd pick Carter. Just because he's, like, my guy, right? I loved him in college. Yeah. See, but, I would go Carter above him. So, I think that you're going to see your Carter in the second round, your Gainwell... Late seconds when you start, late second to early thirds when you start seeing people get my guys. So I think yeah. Gainwell could be somebody's my guy. I think Elijah Mitchell is going to be somebody's my guy. Hubbard's going to be Strazik's my guy after uh, what McCaffrey did to him last year. Does Strazik have a second round pick? He has 210, Ooh, which I think is the absolute perfect Trouble Hubbard spot. But we can talk about that a little more. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of those guys you see late second just. 
and a lot a lot of third rounders just make your dart throws at running back. They mm-hmm. could be terrible or they could be Antonio Gibson. Good job, Harris. You want to talk about Hubbard real quick? Eh, Trouble Hubbard's just another guy. He's a backup. Just like all these other guys. If somebody gets injured, he could be something because it seems like that coaching staff just wants to put a, a single running back in. Like they let Mike Davis go all last year. So if McCaffrey gets injured, you'll see some Hubbard. But if not, you're never going to see this guy play. McCaffrey's got, too good. I got like Mike Davis once to the league. Yes, he did. He was a league winner last year. It's. I think if McCaffrey goes down, he comes in, he, he has, you know, it depends when he goes down, obviously. If McCaffrey mm-hmm. goes down like last year, which I don't really expect, right? I, I hope he doesn't, right? Um, he'll have a top 15 year, easily. Yeah, I think he definitely could. And he's one of those players that you're going to want to grab later on, just put on your bench. You got like the Ramondre Stevenson that's also going to be fighting for touches. Um, who, who else even is there? That's my good Kenny Wang. Yeah. Iowa State. Freak athlete. Absolute uh-huh. freak athlete. Stinks at football. Don't know how he was drafted <laughs> in the fourth round. I looked up at the dude's stats in football. He couldn't even get on the field and he got drafted in the fourth round above Kenny Gainwell and Chubba Hubbard, who were really good in college. Really weird, but just letting everybody know if I have a late third round pick, That's Kenny yours. Wang was on my team. <laughs> Way to go. How do you know? What? Where where, oh, where does this guy go? Minnesota. Going to be hanging out with Dalvin Cook, learning how to play football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Complete dude. opposite people. It's uh, so funny that he went uh, in the fourth round. Because he was one of those guys I would just had. Because he's just one of my player profile. Just freak guys. But uh, crazy, crazy, crazy to see. You love those guys. You love the, the freak dudes, huh? No, give me all the freak athletes. And you know what? Give me, you know who my next freak athlete is? Jamar Chase. Let's go to wide receivers. and uh, That was smooth. I, that was a smooth transition. I'm going to give you that. He, I think he might be the best wide receiver prospect we're going to see in the next two or three years. I know we had that really nasty class last year. I know we've had some good players, but, geez, he was – Justin Jefferson was the best wide receiver last year. He was the mm-hmm. backup to Jamar Chase. Yeah. That's how good this dude which is. says a lot. I mean, <laughs> if – so I'm trying to think of last year. Who was the first last year? It was – Oh, uh, it was freaking Henry Ruggs. He went the first wide receiver, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. If Jamar goes last year, I don't think he, he wasn't eligible, right? I don't he think was he was. Not. I don't think he was eligible. But uh, be the first wide receiver pick last year. And he was this year again. He even played football last year. <laughs> and you know what the best part about it is? What's that? He had a really good year two years ago. Who was his quarterback? Exactly. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Who does he get to go play with? Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. And you know what's the best about these next two wide receivers? Jalen Waddle. Who did he, he play got to for? play with Tua. He yeah. got to go play with Tua. Devonta Smith got to play. He didn't play that much with Hertz, but he got to play with Hertz. And now yeah. he gets to go play with Hertz again. Like these wide receivers, these top three guys are studs, and they got to play with the guys. So it's just going to make those training camps easy, those OTAs easy, the mini camps. It's like, all right, I already know how he runs his routes because everybody runs an out, but. Everybody's going to be doing a little different. I just think, you know, a lot, you know, football and sports in general, chemistry is a thing, right? Oh, yeah, it is. You know, me back in, my, back in the day, you know, in Guam, I got chemistry with my boy, uh, my boy Castillo. On the, on the court, right, we're unbeatable. We're not freak athletes. Well, no. we're, we're a little better athletes. 
I'm a better athlete than that guy is. I don't care how big I am, right? And uh, But, like, it's easy. It's a lot easier to know this guy a lot. Jamar Chase knows this guy very well, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, Devonta, not really hurts. It's okay. But with Waddle and Tua, it's going to be – because when Waddle was, like, just starting to put, you know, get his game going, that's when Tua, before he got hurt, looked yep. pretty good. They're a really good team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Jamar Chase is going to come in and just – Freak, I said months ago this guy's Andre Johnson. I know it. Yeah, yeah. And he, what's best about him is he's not going to a place where he's the only wide receiver. They got T. Higgins, mm-hmm. good receiver. They got Boyd, good receiver. So he's not going to be going somewhere where they're going to double team him day one. I don't think. I think he's gonna he'll get eventually get there. Maybe game two, but it's going to help him out. It's going to help Barrow out. Maybe not having an O line wasn't great, but I guess. You don't need one of those when you have three good receivers. If you have three solid receivers <laughs> and you're getting the ball out pretty quick, you don't really need. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you need a good offensive line to win a championship, right? Yeah. But like, you know, it's gonna be easy for Burrow, a lot easier now because before yeah. Burrow got hurt, T. Higgins wasn't really, you know, what he kind of ended up being. Um, Boyd was, you know, Boyd was Boyd, but uh, now I feel like all these guys have like their specific niche in this offense and. It might be booming. Yeah, it should be fun offense to watch. It's another team just like Jacksonville. That defense is going to be so bad, and they don't care. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, let's just let's keep playing offense. Like, oh, do you care about giving up points? No. No, we're just going to play like the Falcons do. We're just going to score points. I mean, Burrow put up a few 300. I think he put up a 400-yard game. He had to. He had no choice. Yeah, which is <laughs> good for Jamar Chase. Good for fantasy. I think Jamar Chase goes no later than pick three. Absolutely I think I, can make a, I think I can make a guarantee that he goes no no That's, later than pick three. If uh, really at number three, I don't really care who Evan picks at this point. I keep asking him, who are you going to pick? Oh, I'm still considering it. Whatever. Um, if he picks Jamar, whatever. If he picks Etienne, whatever. I'm happy regardless. Yeah, exactly. You you got it easy. I think you're. I think you'll be happy with Etienne. I think you'll be running around if you get Chase. Because oh. you can't really you can't really make that out to be any better. Absolutely. Next, so I have Chase in a tier of his own, and then I have these next two guys in a tier of their own. We got the two Bama boys. Uh-huh. So you got Jalen Waddle going to Miami, which looking at Miami's wide receiving core on the surface, it's like, oh, that is it's packed. It has Parker, it has Fuller, it has all these guys, Preston Williams. It has just a whole bunch of just players. And then you look at their contracts; every single one of them's up after this year. Jalen Waddle. It's going to be the guy. It's awesome to see. It's really cool going pick six to the Dolphins. I think Jalen Waddle walks in as, as the guy. Um, yeah. You know, we talk about guys, speedy guys who can run routes really well. Because you think about, like, Devontae Parker, he's an okay – he's just a really big guy, right? He runs okay routes, not really that fast. And you have Will Fuller, who's just blazing fast. Not really a good route runner, and he can't stay out the fucking weeds or the PEDs, whatever, right? Um my guy, I love, I love Fuller. My guy, um, but Jalen Wall comes in. He's he's the absolute guy there already, and I don't personally rate him above Devonte Smith, but you know, as you know, you pick Devon, you pick Jalen Wall before Devonte Smith in this draft. I'm not gonna get mad at you. I'm not gonna be like you, you're a retard. Um, I think he's going to a better offense. I think that's where if there's a tiebreaker, my tiebreaker. Is going to be, would you rather have Tua throwing the ball or Jalen Harris? And 
give me Tua and what that offense is going to want to do. Because they didn't draft a running back. They still have Miles Gaskin as their guy. They don't care about running the ball. I think they're, that's, that team is going to throw the ball. And Waddle is going to be good this year and great next year. I think he's going to be more of a process. He's not going to be winning you a championship this year. But, mm-hmm. oh, that that boy has some potential. Do you think – do you really think that offense can be better than the Eagles? Because, like, look at the Eagles at the end of last year. And offensive-wise, they had no receivers, right? And Jalen Hurts put up pretty good numbers. Uh, he just his completion percentage is really low. I don't want to go into Jalen Hurts bashing, but I'm not a Hurts guy. I wasn't a Tua guy either. I'm not saying that Tua lights the world on fire, but they showed Tua that he's going to be their guy. So having a full training camp is going to help him. Um, I'm just more of a Tua guy than I am a Hurts guy, and I think both aren't going to have too much competition. But give mm-hmm. let me have Tua throwing the ball over Hurts. Absolutely. I mean. I think two is better. Two has been my guy since day one. Yep. It's just, you know, last year with two, it's like, you know, they didn't really know if you want to play him or not. And then. Yeah. But, hey, you know, it's a rookie, rookie, rookie year off a pretty severe injury. I'm not going to doubt him. I love Tua. And I hope he, you know, him and Jalen Waddle put some, some good numbers up. Yeah, I think Waddle's going to be looking at our pick six through pick eight. I think we're going to have a couple of guys that are going to be. I'm probably six through ten. I don't think Waddle. I don't think it goes past seven. Right in that age, and I think Devonta Smith's going to be right in that spot too. If we're going to talk about the next guy, I think Waddle and Smith are going to be some back-to-back mid-first yeah. round picks. I don't think they're going to be as early as five. I don't think either of them are fifth, but I don't think either of them are nine. I think they're five through eight. I think you got. I think you can put probably four guys in there. Yeah. So Devonta Smith's my wide receiver too personally yep. just because you know I, I don't care about the the size or like you know the scrawniness still can play football man he's just good runs runs routes smooth blazing fast and i think he he's just like waddle he's day one wide receiver one on that team um and i don't really care who's throwing football honestly yeah um i love Devonta smith I think, you know, people were thinking he's going to go to the Eagles. Like, not the Eagles, sorry, the the Giants. Like, they traded up. But, uh, yeah, Devonta Smith is a, I think, is a guarantee to be a pretty good player in this league. I agree with you. Um, they only have Rager there. They really don't have much else for real competition. That Travis Fulgham guy showed up for, what, three weeks? And I think he did he die or did he disappear? I don't even know what happened to him. Yeah. He got, I, traded, he got traded for some outlandish stuff in some leagues. Yeah, I mean, I picked him up this year, and he won me a few weeks, right? You I know, know, it was crazy. He put up consistent, like, 13, 15 points, which is really good. And then by the end of the year, Jalen Hurts comes in. He's like, who's this bum? Get off the field. <laughs> um, yeah. And now he's probably going to be, you know, fighting for targets in training camp. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised they dropped him. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I and think Ra- Smith has a clear spot to number one, though, like you're saying. And Rager, you know, R- Rager was a guy I was looking at pretty good last year. Yep. Um, just freak athlete kind of thing. You know, I, I looked at his tape last year. I'm like, this guy, you know, really, really low end Antonio Brown, right? The way he run routes and just, mm-hmm. you know, he's hurt all last year. Um, hey, Chewy, stop. Sorry, stop chewing that, you dick. <laughs> Um. 
Yeah, so yeah, Devonta Smith comes in. He's he's a wide receiver one on that team. So you have him in the same um, realm when we're talking about draft picks, right? In that what six through? What were you saying? No, five through eight. Five through eight five for sure. Through seven. Yeah. yeah. I think we're gonna have a couple guys in there. All right. Next we have just so I feel like that's the big tier. You might uh-huh. be in the same thing. If yeah, you, absolutely, absolutely. Jamar one, Waddle Smith two, and then I think it explodes. I think it's. I think the rest of the draft is just player preference, which is crazy, because we still have two more guys drafted in the first round. But I'll let you talk about Kadarius Tony because I personally don't like him. And you must. You. I think you like him because you talked about him pre-draft, and I didn't think he was going to go this early. I think uh, this shocked people. This first shocked, pick, this shocked me. Tony. This shocked me. Like good. I thought. I thought the perfect spot for him would be like second round Jaguars, right? Just get yeah. Trevor. You know, a pretty good route runner. He's six foot. He's pretty quick. You know, you, you look at what Kyle Trask did with him. What could Trevor Lawrence do with him, right? Um, I just think he's really just – he's underrated because just, you know, Kyle Pitts was there, obviously. And, uh, I, you know, I'd be listening to his podcast. I'd be on YouTube, and people are trashing Tony. And, oh, yeah. and he's just, he just one of my guys. Uh, I, I look at his tape, and it pops to me, which is – what you want. He didn't really have a lot of catches last year. He had like 900 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. Could have been the offense, could have been Trask. You know, we don't really know, but, you know, Kadarius Tony, I wouldn't put him in front of a few other guys, but first round pedig- pedigree, it's uh, it's tempting. That's big. And I think he's going to walk right into, I think he can beat out Slayton. I think he can beat out Shepard, who gets injured every year. I think he could walk right into number two behind Galladay. And he's gonna, he's a prototypical slot guy. So, yep, you're really uh, not fighting too much there. So I think he could walk into some targets. It really, and, this is the Daniel Jones year. He either has it or he doesn't. So yeah, and you you look at, you know, Kenny Galladay, who's another guy who just has struggled to stay on the field. But when he's on the field, he's really good. Obviously, right? You know, if Galladay goes down again, you know, misses a few games, Kadarius Tony's going to pimp out. I know it. Honestly, it's on Daniel Jones. Yep. That's your that's your boy. I know you liked him a lot, but uh, I also I think he stinks. But <laughs> I like Drew Locke too. So don't take anything I say quarterback wise <laughs> worth anything. Um, what do you have him drop wise? I'm thinking he is second round definite. Yeah, I I don't think he goes past like the sixth round, the sixth uh, pick in the second round. Yeah. But I can't see him being a first-round guy. No, nope. maybe late first. Yeah, I mean, if, if somebody's you, really likes him. Who, who has picked ten? Oh, straight Harris. Right? Harris does. Oh, yeah, Harris probably Trace. I mean, if Harris doesn't really need receivers, but the guy before <laughs> him, or I think Evan has the first pick in the second round. They really need a receiver, then go get one. Yep, he could be somebody's guy. And then to round out the first round picks, I don't know if Rashad Bateman could go to a worse place. I feel really bad for him because I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying trying to convince myself that Lamar Jackson can th- make a receiver. But I don't, I don't like convincing myself. I don't think Lamar good. can make a receiver. Yeah, this one's just – I don't know. Like, I, I think Bateman is really good in Minnesota. Played with a lot of just shitty teams. But, you know, he's pretty – he's a taller guy. We don't really know, right? We don't know how, how tall he is, how much he weighs. It's the <laughs> whole thing. But, uh, yeah, just the Ravens just – I don't know. It's kind of like uh, 
you know, we talked about identity with um with Steelers earlier. Their identity is running the ball. They really haven't even with Joe Flacco, they they weren't throwing the ball a lot. Um they're a run first team and just this this hurts them so bad. Yeah, it hurts Bateman, but if you believe that Lamar can throw the ball, you draft Bateman in the first round. If you think Bateman can be that guy, because he just needs an alpha. He just needs an alpha. If you think Bateman's an alpha, he's a first-round pick. If yeah. you don't think Bateman's an alpha, you're not going to draft him, though. Cause that's the thing. If you're a Bateman guy, pick seven to pick 12. I don't think he's going to go any later than that, though, because somebody loves Bateman. There's always that guy who believes yeah. that Bateman can be the guy. This is another risk. And I mean, listen, like Lamar Jackson won MVP two years ago. We got to stop just disrespecting him this much, right? It's just, I think it comes down to scheme because, you know, a lot, there's a lot of reports of just defenses calling out the the Ravens' plays, which ideally isn't good, right? (laughs) If they know the play, it's not good. Um, They're running the ball. They're running the ball. They're running the ball. Yeah. And you just, if they can switch up the offense a little bit, you know, Bateman might come in and just explode. We don't know. I mean, they still got Hollywood Brown. They got Mark Andrews. It's it's a tough offense to gauge right now. Yeah, I think, but that's where I'm thinking draft wise. I think that he's going to be somewhere late first, early second, no later than that. Because there's somebody, there's somebody out there who loves him. He's one of those guys. He's a my guy. I think he'll go. Yeah, I think eight to fourteen. I would say, which is a big range, right? But yeah. It's hard to gauge. Somebody's, so if he falls to even 12 or 13, I think somebody trades up. I think he's somebody that is close to a tear break. Well, here's, now thing. Do, here's the thing. Yep. I, I, have, I have 11, right? I have, no, he has 11. I have 12 and 13. You, you I'm, probably not, I'm probably not going to pick this guy. See, that's the thing. So there's going to be somebody who's going to want to move up. There's always the people yeah. who love him and the people who hate him. He is one of those players that either you love or you hate. There's a couple of them in this draft. I think Kadarius Tony's another one of those. Like Kadarius uh-huh. Tony could be at my pick in the second round, and I wouldn't take him still. There's yep. just your your guys you love, the guys you don't. Versus Bateman's a guy I do like, so it's tough. Who you got next? So now we got some second, third rounders. This one it gets kind of tough. We don't need to talk a nauseum about everybody, but we can just uh, make it quick. So we got Elijah Moore going to the Jets who does not have a wide receiver room identity. They got Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, maybe rest in peace. I don't want to say that out loud, but kind of sad. <laughs> um, Elijah Moore should be walking right into that role. He's going to be rocking right into that slot role that right now Jameson Crowder holds, who just took a pay cut to stay around because they pretty much said, we drafted your replacement. Either you take a pay cut or you leave. Uh-huh. So he should walk in there to a lot of targets. What do you think? And I think, you know, all these like tape videos – of him in practice, just making some insane like one hand grabs. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the last guy to, from um, Mississippi's yeah. Ole Miss to come out of the draft who was disrespected a little bit was DK Metcalf, right? So uh, we'll see. <laughs> I like when the, when the I, last two receivers drafted are DK and AJ Brown. You're like, hey, maybe I tempting. want a piece of that. Um. Yeah, I had a piece of that, and I lost it. But you know, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, I lost it both. Another like Colin almost traded me him like two years ago for Adam Thielen and a bunch of picks. Not a big deal. I kind of fucked up a little bit, but whatever. Um, 
don't know. Like he, he'll he'll come in. I think he'll be a wide receiver too for sure. I think. Yeah, I think he, so. I think he's going to be a good guy. I think he's going to be better in real football than fantasy. That's I yeah. feel like that's what happens with a lot of these slot receivers. They end up being like, "Wow, did you see that play? Did you see that play? Yeah, it was eight yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was eight yards. It was a huge first down, and then they don't see the ball for a while. Like sick, tough. sick grab, dude. You got yeah, me. Point exactly. eight points. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but in the game, he might have just won them the game. So exactly. he's, I feel like he's going to be one of those players. It's going to be tough to gauge. He is the epitome of another late first, early second. Get your guy. If you love Elijah Moore, you're getting him. I know I've talked to a couple people in the league who do love him that mm-hmm. are going to be looking to get him. So we'll see with him. What do you think about uh, – who do you have next? Let me ask you that. Well, next up – so I'm just going right off the draft. So next up is oh, Rondell, Rondell Moore. So This is a guy uh, I – Do you like or do you not like? I like him. You like him for fantasy? I think I do. Really? So I think he is he is going to make some stupid plays, but I think it's going to be one every four games. I don't know if there's enough enough for him to do. Like what what type of plays do you envision him making in the NFL? I just like have you have you watched Rondell Moore tape at, at Purdue? Yeah. He just outruns everybody. He's quick. I <laughs> think he's a freak athlete. Yep. I think, you know, with having Hopkins there in the running threat of, of Murray, you know, he could see a lot of one-on-ones and just beat dudes. Yeah. Um, Don't put a linebacker near him. That's all I got to say. Absolutely not. You're getting fried. Yeah, but, but he's uh, still playing a lot of slot. 5'7", 180, you can't really play much else than that. So, yeah, I mean, he still I, gets some mismatches. I, I like his tape, but at the same time, it, it is hard because he is – a small guy, and that's not really the identity. A- any team Hopkins has been on besides Will Fuller, the wide receiver two has been pretty bad. Because what you mean, Christian Kirk isn't breaking out this year? He's done. He's done. <laughs> Put um, a fork in him. I think you know it's you know Hopkins demands a lot of targets, right? Murray's going to run the ball a lot. They have two running backs now, right? No, they have one. No, they no, signed they a, a, yeah. a one and a half. They got Connor. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 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 another high risk move, but you know, I think the second round, mid second rounds, perfect for him. Yeah, I think exactly mid second round. He's going to be in this. I guess the next like five wide receivers. So next up is Dwayne Eskridge, who I was surprised to see him go ahead of some of these next names on the list. Yeah, it's a little weird. But you got some older receivers there, so I think he could. Walk into the third target share there. Yeah, I think, I, think, and Metcalf. I think he's third for sure. Because who else have they had? David Moore. I don't even know who they have as their number three anymore. Yeah, ish. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. So yeah, I think he's going to walk into number three. But what are you really getting from him in that offense? Nothing this I'm year. Not sure. Yeah, I think he's a third round pick in our draft, or another one of those late seconds if you really like him. You know, if one of those guys goes down. Ideally, you know, if Lockett went down, he comes yep. in and fills his that void because you can't really fill the void of DK Metcalf because he's just gigantic and just ridiculous. Um, yeah, you can't really fill that. Yeah, this is gonna be another like probably late second, early third, I think. Yep, not a lot for him. So, if you think Rondell Moore is small, the next guy up is Tutu Atwell, who somehow got a second round pedigree. 
He's weighing in at 155 pounds. So he's going to be a slot receiver. Uh-huh. And now, like, take a slot receiver that you pitcher and shrink him down, and that's what Tutu is. He's a little, little tiny dude who they're going to try to find ways to get him the ball, but like more and like um, like more and more, he's going to be better football than fantasy, I think, which kind of sad. And he's, uh, he's in the Rams, right? Yes, he is. I just think you have two pretty good receivers there. Um, it's going to be hard. Yeah, this but, is a big big slot receiver draft. Yeah. And, you know, with, you know, Sean McVay's system, they've shown that not really care about who you are as long as you're open, which was it was kind of good for golf, right? But when you talk about Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford's more of my guy, I, I trust you kind of guy. Um, yeah. Got to figure it out early in camp. Yeah, I don't really see a lot of, you know – production from a wide receiver three in this offense for the most part though. He'll get a few catches a game for a few yards. That's about it. I think this next guy has a bigger chance to boom and that's Terrace Marshall coming out of LSU. If you like LSU prospects, he was the wide receiver this year because Chase didn't play. So he was the number one wide receiver there and played pretty well. He has more of that prototypical body unlike these last like five guys we named. He's six three, two oh five. It's what you want to see and he gets to go be on the other side of DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, so he'll be the number three there. Yeah, honestly, I, I could foresee him taking over eventually all of Robbie's stuff, which I hope doesn't happen. He's on my team. but uh, I think yeah. Robbie's a free agent after this year, so I yeah. think that's kind of what he's going to get molded into. I think Terrence is uh, he's pretty good for – pretty uh, fast for his height. Um, this, this is like a, a – wide receiver body you're looking for, right? Like these days. Um, I think he's going to be pretty good. New quarterback, new system going on. You get you get uh, McCaffrey back. I think the offense will be a lot better than last year. Um, I think Terrence Marshall by the end of the year could uh, be solid, real solid wide receiver too. Yeah, I think he's gonna, you're going to be seeing him more. I know we just said Tutu is more of a third rounder. I think Marshall is more of your early second or can creep into that late first. I think yeah. it's anywhere between pick eight to pick, but all the way back to like pick eight, 15. So yeah. I think he's going to be another one of those, my guys, if you love him, you're going to get him. If you don't, you're just going to let him sit. I think, you know, if you pick Terrence Marshall at eight, I think that's a, I think it's a reach. It's a little, little bit of reach, but you know, everyone reaches a little bit, you know, bulls reach for Calvin Ridley, right? Look what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we've had other reaches. Uh, you can say Bulls reach for Calvin Ridley, but you could also say that Brandon reached for <laughs> what was that dude's name? He stunk. Went to the Bills. Come on, I mean, Chris, help me out. Uh, don't leave me hanging right I now. Don't, I don't, don't know. He's a bum. John Brown? No, it was the first year of the draft. I'm the saying this, and somebody, somebody's going to be listening to us. It was our first year of the rookie draft, and we all – Oh, my God. He was, he, was, he was my guy. He was my guy. Zay Jones. Zay Jones, dude. I had to do a little research. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, you can say that people reach for people, but Zay Jones also went pick three in a draft. Pick three. Um, oh, that, I was so hot. Joe Mixon went pick seven. Dalvin Cook went pick – no, Joe Mixon six, Kenny Galladay seven. 
Dalvin Cook eight. Like, oh my goodness. That's the year of Mar- like Marshawn Lynch, Lynch went six, I think. Lynch went four. I got oh, it in front of me right now. Oh was, it, was, it was our first rookie draft. Don't say Lynch went four too loud. Tex gets really sad when he hears that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Remembering the old him. All right, wide receivers now. After those top two rounds, now it's just – I know I keep saying it, but now it's my guys. Now it's just guys that if you love them, they're going mid-second. If you hate them, they're undrafted in your mind. So pick out, like, three guys that you do like and try to talk about them a little bit. I think uh, – I mean, so my three kind of – not really my guys, but like – You don't like, have to pick your guys, but just some guys that uh, – I think Nico Collins goes to Texans – Pretty much has a really pretty good opportunity to get a lot of targets. Also, we don't really know because Deshaun Watson wants to touch women like that. Um, another guy, um, Amari Rogers, who has been pretty underrated in this whole draft process. Um, if Aaron Rodgers plays football this year in Green Bay, this guy could be huge for him, right? He, I'm not sure he's going to be. You know, fantastic fantasy wise, but like when it comes, why can't to... he be the wide receiver two in Green Bay? That's, exactly, that's the biggest question. Why can't Cause, he? There's no reason because he's probably better than Marquez, right? And yep. Lazard, who's been pretty good for that team, but just injured. Lazard can't stay in the field. If Mike Rogers can just run the slot for Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and gain his trust, because Aaron Rodgers, like I said, with Stafford, Aaron Rodgers gets a guy he likes, and he loves that guy, right? Um, so my Rogers, if you know, if Aaron Rodgers plays football, can look at like maybe 75 catches this year. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see that as a reach, honestly. (laughs) And it's crazy to say that. I think if he had a better metrics, I know I'm a big metrics guy. If he had better metrics for me, he is a first round pick, but I just don't think he's that good of a receiver. Like he's not going to burn anybody. He's not going to do anything too crazy, but He's in the right spot, and that's half the battle with the NFL. I know you don't. I know you don't like this guy at all, but Amon Ra St. Brown. Yeah, Amon Ra goes to uh, Detroit. Who's you know who, who do they have in Detroit right now? You know what I'm saying? Besides TJ, I Not think that's the people. issue. I think that Amon Ra is gonna walk in there and can't be a wide receiver one, and just doesn't deserve it. But <laughs> good for him. Good for him. Yeah, and uh, you know Jared Goff there. Then you know, the Lions are looking at a big culture change. You know he could do something. if he's better than his boy Equinemius, <laughs> then that's good because that guy stinks. Are they brothers, cousins? What are they? They're brothers. Brothers. And the, right. they have another brother in college now. I think he's a receiver as well. Yeah. So those are the three, probably the headliners that could get drafted. Like. Mid-second, early second, because Amon Ra, you're hoping that you can get that year one breakout. Because mm-hmm. next year, they're going to draft a guy. So, Amon Ra, you're really hoping for the year one breakout so that he could be more of your Boyd or more of your Higgins in year two. Like, somebody else is there, but you can still use him. Nico is – who else is there? That's Nico's best thing. And same thing with Rodgers. We have elite quarterbacks if they want to play football this year for both Nico and Amari. Yep. But are they going to play? We'll see. Um, if, yeah. So if Deshaun Watson starts week one, which I doubt happens, what are you looking for Nico, you think? He's a pretty big if, dude. If he plays, he's going to be a stud. I think 
I think six, if we know at that point that he's in there, I think Nico Collins is a second round pick. Yes, yeah, because four. other than, other than Brandon Cooks, who else is catching balls? Nobody. And this white dude last year playing pretty well for him, and uh, I don't think Deshaun Watson, besides Hopkins, has had a really big receiver like that. So, yeah, the thing is, he's he's getting scary into that uh, the mold of. The receivers that just haven't worked, like your Nikhil Harry's, like your J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. He's reminded me more of those guys, but mm-hmm. those guys didn't really have the quarterback. So if Watson's there, they don't have a tight end. They don't have that big-bodied guy, so it could help. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, that's all I really want to talk wide receiver. The rest of you got your Tylen Wallace's, your Jalen Darden's, your Dynamic Browns. We're just going to be sitting behind too many guys to really do anything. They're all third yeah. round dart throws. Go get your guys. But Josh, Josh we don't Palmer. Need to talk about everybody. Josh Palmer is another one of those guys that got drafted way, way, way earlier than I ever imagined. Yeah. Because I did all my rankings. I had all my guys in. I don't want to say it, but Josh Palmer wasn't on my initial list. And I had, I think, nope. 40 players. So it was crazy to see him go there. Um, if Mike Williams doesn't show up, Josh Palmer can steal a spot because Mike Williams has just been a disappointing first round pick. Yeah. It's been just. He, if he stays healthy, he's gonna be he's a good receiver, but he just can't right now, dude. Yeah, it's an issue. Um, can we just take the rest of the time and talk about Kyle Pitts? Yeah, because I don't really <laughs> give a shit about Fairmuth or what's his name, Jordan, Brevin Jordan. Don't yeah, no, no, none of the rest. Of, Pat Fryermuth is a third round. Oh, I don't have a backup tight end, and I don't know any of the wide receivers' names. Yep, that's like uh, who's gonna take him. Sounds like a Jabers pick to me. Probably he's a Pat Fryermouth guy because he has he, eighteen picks, and you still have, you know, Ebron in Pittsburgh, who yeah. isn't can't really catch footballs, but can get. A he few was a freak out. athlete at one point. Yeah, he was good one year for Indy, and then the year after, I'm like, oh, I'm high on this guy. And he stinks. Thanks Detroit for taking tight ends way too early. Yeah. Um, so the Falcons go into the draft with one top pick, no defense. And say, hey, let's go get a tight end, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome to see. They also could have went and got Justin Fields, which is what I thought was going up until the last couple minutes when they finally said Kyle Pitts is the guy. I thought they were going to take Justin Fields, sit him for a year behind Ryan, and then let Matt Ryan walk. But instead, they restructured Ryan so he's here for another two years. Drafted Kyle Pitts and said, let's have some fun with the offense. Which is get rid of Julio. So it's all yeah, lined up to be, you know, a pretty big. You know, you still look at, you know, the rookie tight end curse or the rookie, well, the first three-year tight end curse, yeah. I guess. It's a – also, Kittle didn't really do that. But um, Kyle Pitts is a stud, man. Freak. And he's low-key a receiver. Um, he's the second-best receiver in this class. Oh, it's not even a doubt. And actually. the best tight end. I just, I I've loved this guy for like a year and a half now. Yep. I'm re- I'm ready to just have him on my football, my dynasty team. It's just, I I would ask what's the earliest you think he's gonna go, but I think you just answered that for you. He's not getting past pick five. No, he's not Absolutely getting past pick five. Everybody, if you want Kyle Pitts, call up my friend Josh Abers. Uh, I can give you his phone number because if you want him, you have to get a pick four. So Jabers. Jabers was giving me this stuff like, oh, I'm getting a lot of attention at pick four for Kyle Pitts. So if you want him, you might have to trade with me. But honestly, like I'm looking at the 
the lay of the land. And you know, pick it, pick three for Kyle Pitts is not out of the window. Still on boards, still on board, yeah. Yeah, which I think it has to be. I think Kyle Pitts is the generational talent. If he was, if he was labeled a wide receiver, nobody would bat an eye saying take him at pick three, and that's what's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's because everybody says, "Oh, it takes too long for tight ends. Tight ends, you're only starting one of them. It's like quarterback, so it makes it kind of tough that holds people against it." But get your guy. The thing with I me, love Kyle Pitts. You know who's talking to Jabers? I'll tell you right now. I'm talking to Jabers about pick four every day. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love Kyle Pitts. If, if you look at it, at least from my perspective in, fo- in fantasy football, I'm not into a lot of upside guys. I'm I'm really into guarantees. Yep. I love guarantees. And I think that, you know, you look at the first pick, Najee, pretty good guarantee. Jamar, pretty good guarantee. The next guarantee is who? Kyle. Kyle I think Kyle Pitts might be even more than Jamar, but that's just my uh, my bias talking. If if Evan takes uh, Kyle Pitts at two, I'm gonna be heartbroken. Yeah, it's gonna hurt my feelings a lot, and I'm probably never gonna. I, talk I Evan think again. Evan has. I think Evan has too many holes to do that. I think that would yeah. be. I think that would shock some people, but Kyle Pitts, awesome, awesome player. I don't even know what we have to talk about him. Like no. when it really comes down to it. You don't draft a guy at pick four and get this much publicity unless you're going to use him. They're going to purposely overuse him, I think, which is crazy to say because they made this crazy pick. You can't just, eh, we're going to throw him a couple targets a game like you would any other first-round tight end. Like when O.J. Howard was the last guy drafted this year. Oh, no, Hawkinson. Hawkinson. But he wasn't even targeted this much. Like he was, what, pick eight, pick nine, pick seven? He was somewhere in there. He's pick nine in like – he gets a lot of targets. Like he had a big jump this year. Oh yeah, he did. But like I six... but pick four. Kyle Pitts yeah. won pick four. Like I, I draft Kyle Pitts this year, right? If I have have to. I think he probably starts over TJ Hawkinson week one, honestly. Um, I agree with you. So I had pick four in a rookie draft that I already completed. Uh-huh. And I will tell you, I took Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I went for it because I think that the positional advantage that Travis Kelsey gives you, that George Kittle gives you, is just as much as what one of those running backs are going to give you. Just because that tier break falls so far. Like, you can say, oh, I have the sixth best tight end. The difference between six and two is Is, a mile. It's crazy. Yeah. So, to get that positional advantage gives you such an advantage in fantasy football that that's why I think Kyle Pitts could go pick – if you take him three, I'm not mad at you. If you take him four, I'm not mad at you. If you let him go to five, I'm mad at you. I think that's how it turns yeah. out at this point. I agree. Which is crazy. I All agree. right. You got any more players you want to really talk about, Chris? Or you think we got through the main ones? <sighs> nope. All right. All right. I'm going to make a little announcement right here. I just want to officially announce that the summit is going to be July 25th. So I had some talks with Tex and Larry and trying to figure out what's going to work. Um, Tex is going to be away next weekend, so we weren't going to be able to do it. We're trying to get as many people there as we can. So we're going to be doing July 25th. Larimore has something at night, so we should be able to do the afternoon. That should work for most people. As we get closer, we can get a definite time and place. As of right now, I'm going to let the recent champion, if he wants it back at his place, we can have it there. If not, we're going to have it at my place. And just to give some people some ideas of what we got for questions right now, so you can start getting some more in, we have a lot 
of push towards Taxi Squad. So last mm. year we had our first Taxi Squad questions and trying to see what we wanted to do with that. And now we have two additional questions this year. We have our normal remover of kicker that we're going to get until it's gone, um, headed by Josh Abrams and myself. We have an addition of a third flex because these we have some big benches. We have only a 10-man league, so adding a third flex could happen this year. I think that's going to be one that we're going to see for the next couple of years. Um, addition of a third IR designation. Yes. That was talked about because it was actually talked about last year and got voted down. And I know myself missed it. Me and myself with all of the COVID and everything that happened last year and all the crazy injuries. So I think with these big benches, adding a third IR and talking about benches, every year we're going to have uh, Harris ask for more bench spots because he has oh. way too many wide receivers. Sorry. The dog Harris, has, Harris has about 50 wide receivers and he needs more. Yep. Um, so he wants more bench spots. We got swapping from a lottery system to a max points four. So what that's going to do is really show what the worst team is. We can talk more about that. Josh texted me the words collusion penalties. Ooh. I said, what does that mean? He said, I don't know yet, but I want collusion penalties in one of the questions. <laughs> so some, some he'll, definite he'll ones. With that. I think he just wants to rag on Harris for a half hour like he likes to do. Yeah, but get we'll over see. it. We'll see what that looks like. Um, and then there's going to be – or another next question is penalties for intentionally starting an injured or – injured or empty starting roster spots. So if you do not put a player in, you get a penalty. Once again, I don't know what that will be, but that was a question that was brought to me. And last up is money, money, money. Increase that buy-in from 50 bucks up to 100 I say 1000 so, Thousand? Yeah. Buy-in? Yeah. You're, you're going to get a couple people to say yes. You can have a lot more say no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just playing. Because you made me think about it for a second. Um, I think that we'll have some good questions. And now with the official date, July 25th, we have two and a half weeks, three weeks, almost three weeks. Um, yeah, three weeks from yesterday. We should be able to get some more questions. So last year we had 18. Right now we're sitting at around 10. So – We'll get a crazy one from LaBoulier again. I love to read those. Maybe we'll get a little bit of talk about some Debbie like we did last year. Talk about a little bit of college. So send over your – any questions you got to me? Um, hey, Chris, you got any right off the hey, top of your head? Can I uh, just invite you all out on the 25th of July? Y'all want to come out to Las Vegas. I'll be there. Uh, have the summit there. So all right. think, think about Vegas? it. Vegas? Oh. You, you might you might get a couple of takers on that one. <laughs> and then we're looking for a draft date late August, just letting everybody know. Chris is, wants to be home, planning to be home. Not sure what, what the wording I should use there, but... We will Chris. see. It's going to be tough. We'll see. Okay. All right. So as of right now, we're looking late August if Chris can come home. If Chris isn't planning on coming home late August, we'll try to find another date. Um, with Laboulier starting his job in the last... What you started? Three weeks ago? Two and a half weeks ago? Um, he wasn't able to get time off right away, so we're going to look at hopefully late August will work for him as well. Try to get as many boys home as we can. Sure, for sure. So that's what we're looking at right now. We're going to keep the podcast rolling. Just need to get back into it. So we're looking looking for about an hour and a half on this first one. Chris, how do you feel? It was good. It was fun. Yeah, good one. All right, Chris, I'm going to let you end it with a Celtics minute because I know the people have been asking for it. 
Oh, dude. So uh, big news. Kemba's gone. Hate to see it just because, you know, Kemba's not a bad guy. Kemba's not Kyrie, right? Fuck Kyrie. Kemba's, you know, that's a good dude. Just couldn't stay healthy. Tell you what, Al Horford coming back to the Celtics. I'm so excited for it. I'm buying a jersey. I guarantee it. Um, but old boy coming from Brown from uh, Oklahoma is going to surprise some people. I'm telling you. Taco's out. Taco's never going to play in the NBA again. Because this guy's going to come in. <laughs> this guy's going to start by the halfway through the season. I guarantee it. Really? Over your boy Bob? Yes. Are you out on Bob Williams? Is this official? Uh, I'm never out on... I don't know. I think I just heard. I think I just heard it. Hey, if Bob comes off the bench and gives me 15 minutes a game, all out, Bobbert, doesn't get hurt, that's fantastic. But he can't really... Uh, I'm sick of the... The, the man dumb, can't stay healthy. The dumb fouls, and honestly, he just he wants to get on ESPN by just blocking into the sixth row of the stance. And I, he does. It, yeah, he does it. <laughs> and it, it's fantastic. I love to watch it. I love the, the crazy lobs, but like comes down to it. I want fundamental basketball. I want some buckets, my guy. So the, I think if Rob Williams is coming off your bench, if he's your sixth man, you have a chance to win the championship. If Rob Williams is your center, I don't know if you're winning any championships currently. So I think that's best for the Celtics is getting him off the bench so we can play some real minutes. And with Marcus Smart, he is our guy now at point yeah. guard. Finally, finally. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they're going to they're gonna bring somebody in. They can't start Marcus Smart every game at point guard. You must. You must. Oh, I just opened my mouth. Marcus Smart is the guy on the Boston Celtics. He brings it all together. He does. I agree with that. I just don't know if he's the point god that they're looking for. I don't know. I, what do you think about Ime Udoka? I think that's his name. I could have completely butchered yep. that. All right. Good good signing. Uh, it was a little surprising, honestly, you know, with, with Brad just saying, you know, screw coaching. But you know what? I think if one thing Brad's good at is acknowledging talent, go get some guys. And uh, he couldn't really do that as a coach because, you know, Danny, Danny. I felt like Danny was very scared at times to make some big moves when we could have made big moves. Um, you know, Brad Stevens has a job for four days and makes this huge move, right, to get Kemba walking out of here. Um, so you can tell that Kemba wasn't his guy and that Horford was one of his guys. That's, that's kind of what I'm taking out of this is that he was sick of Kemba being – just down and out. Just injured and just when like, he when he plays, right? When Kemba yeah. played this offseason against the Nets, he was just – he was bad. Yeah. Awful. He was, he was an average player. He was not a max player that was getting paid for what he was getting paid for. And that, that was hurting the team. That really was. And, so, I think I think Brad saw the writing on the wall. Like, if I don't get rid of Kemba, I'm never going to be able to fill this up. So, let's just get rid of him now. And I even and think – made his move. I go back to last year, right, when we played the Raptors in seven-game series. And we ended up winning, but, like – this dude is getting locked up. If you cover Kemba Walker, he you can't. He cannot do anything for you. Yeah. He can't. He can't. He can make a shot like in mid range a little bit, but you know the three point percentage is down. It all comes down to just being injured, which it sucks. But uh, I don't know. All right, one question for you: Suns and how many? Suns and five. Wow. I, I don't Giannis needs to get healthy. If Giannis isn't healthy, I think it's I think it's Suns and four, Suns and five. I think it's Chris Paul's time to shine. Good for him. Finally get his. But 
I wish I put money on the Suns. Think about people who put money on the Suns at the beginning of this year. They're oh going to make God. some stupid money because they were not supposed to be this good. I, I love Jay Crowder getting a ring. I've been Jay ju- Crowder is one of their their best, like, just best overall players. Might be their best two-way. Like, he's just playing outstanding. I think the last few teams Jay Crowder's been on, go back to the Celtics. We, uh... Super good. What was that? 2017. He was a star for us. Goes the Jazz. Really good team. Goes Miami. Really good team. Made the finals last year with Miami. Yes. And then he goes the Suns and he's just, he's playing crazy. I, I, I love Jay Crowder. That's my boy. I was like, besides Marcus Smart, he was my guy on the team, right? What's um, nice about Crowder is he's one of those players that knows his role. Like, there's guys in the NBA who just don't know their role and try to play too much, and he's not one of them, which is what probably is going to keep him in the NBA for a while. He's gonna... He knows I'm here to 3 and D. Yep. I'm going to lock you up, and now he found his he, – when he was with the Celtics, he wasn't a 3 guy. He was no. kind of just kind of hanging out, but now he's a he's a legit 3D. Absolutely. Like, if we had a oh, – <laughs> it hurts to get rid of Jake Clark because I love him so much, but, like, yeah. if we had him back in – 2017 like this i mean we, we're not beating lebron right we won one game that series but uh you know it would have been a lot better we had a really sweet contract it was hard to keep him yeah makes it tough but i, I think i think jake Crowder is a poor man's andre Iguodala, which is really good i think it's exactly what a championship team needs as the warriors yeah, exactly what it needs and exactly what the suns need to put this away as long as book doesn't get locked up like he did a couple of games but there's no Beverly. He's not. He, there's no Beverly. He's going against to just bark in your face and make you want to throw hands. I think with Mikel Bridges, Garden Milton, and probably probably looking at DeAndre Ayton covering Giannis. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to be a pretty quick series. Yeah. So Milwaukee will win one game in Milwaukee because the it'll be loud. Nice little gentleman sweep. Gonna feel good for yeah. everybody. Absolutely. All right, Chris, we're going to end this here. I will talk to you later, and uh, let's keep this moving. Absolutely. Go Seas. All right, go Seas. Go Sox, Bruins stink. Yeah, we don't talk about them. Lightning are about to sweep. Lightning are the fakest team. I hate them. It's so bad. When salary caps don't matter. All right, I'll talk to you later. See you, bud. Bye.